0: Hey, friends. Welcome to Death and a Butterfly. I'm your host, Carrie. Join me as we delve into a broad spectrum of topics, including but not limited to spirituality and well being, sharing knowledge for the modern journeyer. welcome to the thought process. Glad you're here and we can resonate together. Please like and subscribe to stay updated, and if you enjoy what you hear, please share with someone you love. I keep on falling in and out of love with you. <sighs> That's how I feel about my triggers. Ah, <laughs> uh, Welcome. I um, wanted to quickly chat about how all last week I was triggered and working through these things that were coming up for me, and I was like, yes, we're on to a new week, let's get this, and my... Wounds are gaping wide open. And not necessarily wounds, but we'll say my heart is fucking open and I am. Finding there are more layers to these little things that are just slightly eating away at me. Um. So, I'm feeling a lot better than I was earlier because honestly, that trigger kind of took me for a loop for like a good four hours, um, and then in terms of that, I was not over analyzing it but like I had to sit with my feelings and try to figure out why I was feeling the way that I was feeling <sighs> because like I can't just push it all down and push it away and whatever else so I had that and then I was like oh goody I have to have a three-hour check-in night from the seminar that I did a week ago <laughs> but it was good it was good um And I just wanted to quickly go over a few things that um, I was reminded of. And there are different levels of commitment. And what I mean by this is... You know how like sometimes when you're starting out on things, we'll use a relationship, for example. It's like you meet this person, and maybe you don't really give a shit about them to begin with. And then as things progress you're like oh I really hope this person calls me or I would really wish that they would show up in a way that I would like I desire that kind of thing and then you're like you know I'm gonna try to make some sort of commitment to this person and then maybe as it comes along you're like yeah I'm committed until something else comes up (laughs) and then like the last level is essentially, like, you're committed no matter fucking what, and hmm, it just put it into perspective for me for my growth and my triggers, like, I'm so fucking committed to this. Hmm. That half the time, it's so fucking shitty, because I'm like, why am I committed to doing this growth? And then I'm like, okay, I was like, I'm committed to this growth so that I can figure it out for my not only my present self, but my future self, that when these things inevitably come up in the future, I'm not going to be so taken out by them, if that makes sense. So um, I am so fucking committed to my growth and to my healing that it's like, (laughs) as much as it sucks, as much as it's like it feels like the most terrible thing on the planet when it does occur, it's like I've gotten to such a great... Level that when it does occur, I'm like, okay, instead of running away from this, I'm like, how can I sit with this? How can I work through it that I get what I need to understand out of why I am feeling this way? And it all really comes down to your um, conditioning or traumas or how you believe something to be um, and then it goes against your beliefs so you're triggered like whatever the fuck it may be Um. (laughs) always think about it in a sense that hey how how am I looking at this and if I need to take a moment I need to reframe and then, as you're going through it, because like obviously this has been another big trigger for me in like a week. And so, or obviously going through repetition, so practice makes improvement here. So, we're practicing being triggered all the time. And then it's like, how do I bring that forth in my relationships? Well, i'll use today for an example i was speaking to one of my guy friends and from my last week's revelation i have really come to understand that i still don't feel safe around men um so the fact that my friend is obviously a man Um, I was, like, talking to him, and that was already kind of offsetting to me because in the past, he's told me that he's liked me and that he wanted to take me on a date, and I was like, I don't think this is what you think it is. Everyone has an idea of me in their head, and, like, sometimes it just needs to stay as a friendship. And so I guess I was already triggered by talking to him from that, and then... (sighs) The way he was speaking to me because we were kind of rehashing maybe how my last week went. And and not maybe, that is what we were doing. Um, So from that, it just like felt like he was overanalyzing me. And it brought up old wounding in terms of trauma for how my mom would actually sit down and try and overanalyze me because she would have a belief or an expectation of how I was acting and she would try and figure it out for herself. Um, and what came of that was she would overanalyze the fuck out of me and it was just super inauthentic because she didn't actually give a fuck. Um... And then what would happen is she wouldn't retain any of that information anyways. Like she didn't really actually give a fuck about what was coming out of my mouth. It was like she felt the need to ask these questions in terms of having some sort of control over me or making it seem like she cared. Um, So she would always tell me that, oh, I'm asking you these questions because I care. But then she would literally forget what I would say And I'm not talking about, like, just a day later. She would literally forget that she asked me a question and I would answer it. And then she would ask me that question again. And then it would be, "Hmm, I am, I just have too much going on in my mind. I have a lot going on. So it would just be like a cop out for not even giving a fuck, if that makes any sense. So... Just the way my friend was speaking to me brought that up for me. But at first, I didn't realize that that's why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. At first, I literally had to sit there and ask myself, like, why does it feel like this guy is fucking analyzing me right now? And I was like, and why does it feel like so insincere to me? And I was literally, like, I got to a moment, and I don't think he realized that I was, like, kind of tearing up. I was tearing up over the phone. And I literally was just, like, honestly, I am feeling so emotionally detached. Like, I just want to run away from everything. And I know that that doesn't serve me, so... It's kind of just, like, I had to leave the conversation where it was. And then I went to the gym with my friend, and I just let her know where I was at. And I'm, like, I honestly, like, I feel so bad because I feel like I bring other people down when I am not in the best mind frame or spirit when I'm trying to figure shit out for myself, you know? So it's, like, because I sit in it. Because sometimes you need to sit in it to figure out why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. So, um, in doing so, I figured out that that was the emotion that brought up for me how my mom would be insincere. Um, and so I had that conversation with him and he was essentially like, I'm so sorry, that I brought that up for you. That wasn't my intention. And I was like, this is not for you to apologize. Um, (laughs) I feel like a lot of people have a way of trying to come in and save you and fix things. And that's not what this is about for me. I... (laughs) I was reading that book that triggered me last week and something that I really fucking loved in it was the fact that she figured out for herself that she doesn't need someone else to save her. She needed to save herself and that really fucking resonates with me because I don't need someone else to save me. I need to work through my own bullshit and I need to figure it out for myself. So my friend was apologizing to me for bringing up this and he didn't make like didn't mean to make me feel that way and whatever else but like (laughs) that literally is not for him to apologize I literally thanked him I was like no thank you for bringing that up for me because I obviously needed it (laughs) and I was like I'm honestly just fucking sick and tired of it to be honest like I'm real tired of triggers but I'm like they're obviously coming up now because I've worked through something um little segue you always think that it's like 10 steps forward and then like five steps back whatever the fuck context you use um but that's never the case it is never going five steps back you feel like it is because you're like oh I thought I was in a good place and I did all this work and now I'm like spiraling down towards the eternal abyss because you know and it's like that's not the case your subconscious works in such a fucking weird way <laughs> that it's like you may not be conscious of the levels that this trauma or this trigger has gone it's penetrated so while you think you may have healed the thing in its entirety that that is not the fucking case (laughs) you may have think like thought that you were so far past something and then your subconscious is like hey this is this is a really good time for us to discuss more about this trauma for you so i'm gonna unlock this extra layer level up And then you literally have to level yourself up. Um, So it is not ever, 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 ever going backwards, even though it feels like it is. Um, That is something that I really, really had to lean into um, when I guess I first started my shamanism journey uh, just a little over a year ago. Um... So, as much as it always seems like more shit is hitting the fan, perhaps you never got rid of all the shit to begin with. Um, So, what I was realizing through yet another trigger today is that I still have a lot of beliefs or attachments towards events in the past or when I was a child that still come forth, whether that's, you know, being bullied or whatever it is you may think that you've let let it go and that you've moved on from it but your subconscious has other fucking plans um so i have really really amazing friends in the sense that they are an amazing support group for me um, only when i started to be more vulnerable in speaking about what was going on for me. Were they able to meet me with their own vulnerability? And so as we've begun to hold more space for each other and be more vulnerable with each other, have we deepened our relationship So if I'm talking about how this trigger is happening and I'm reframing, I'm looking at it from a perspective of, no, this is not happening to me. This is something I need to deal with. This is something I need to heal. This is something I need to work on. And then I repeat, I practice as I'm going through all of these. And then as I am reframing and repeating and practicing, now I'm able to bring these into my relationships, And I'm able to put more perspective in a lot of things in terms of how I am relating with these people. Um, So my friend who I went to the gym with, she's such an amazing person. I love her through and through because... Ever since I was able to hold some space for her to really talk about some dark things, it allowed me to be more open with her when I'm having less than stellar days. And today was one of those that she just worked out with me. Um, And I told her I was having an off, wonderful time and how I was feeling and... I was just like, yeah, I'm like really sorry if I'm being a downer right now. Um, Because I used to be told that people didn't want to be around me when I wasn't happy. And she had to literally reaffirm that for me today that people still want to be around me. And that's not the case. And so it's like sometimes I need to catch myself in my negative self-talk from how i was programmed when my caregiver used to tell me that people didn't want to be around me when i processed my emotions so again um working through that that people do want to be there for you you just need to be willing to be open and you need to be willing to ask for help or to talk through things and probably gonna cry a little bit here (laughs) um it's just really beautiful to have those kinds of relationships because when you've grown up not feeling safe or not being able to speak to certain things because you're just going to be silenced and whatever else um it's super important to have those kinds of relationships where it's open And it's healthy and you're supported. Um, I do my best to hold space for others. But currently that is off the table for me while I am working through this. Um, Because I know well enough that I cannot help other people work through their own triggers and emotions and feelings. When I am not fully present with my own and I am not in a good enough headspace um, to hold that for others. So I really appreciate the fact that I do have friends that can help me in that regard. And I guess the beautiful moment and the takeaway from today was, (laughs) I know that there are certain things that I need to do. And as much as you can coach it to other people, it's like sometimes you don't listen to your own your own fucking advice. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I've known in terms of making my inner child happy is to dance, is to sing, is to color, is to do things that made your innocent childhood happy and this friend is an amazing dancer Um, and today she was like hey she's like how about I how about I show you a few things for ballet Um, so she took me through some steps because I also love dancing I never did ballet And I've been really just missing out on dance. And I know that you can just move your body and dance and wiggle and whatever when you need to. And that's part of making your inner child happy. But, um, it was like she kind of inadvertently in like a positive way was just like, we're going to dance, um, so she took me through that and honestly I did have a little bit of a cry with her on the floor as I talked through some things um and then we did the dancing and I was just like honestly I was like I feel so much better and I'm like and I know that I need to do this because this is part of work for my inner child that I need to do I need I need to let loose I need to be carefree I need to do those things that is gonna not only like make me happy but also my inner child that felt that she couldn't be safe she couldn't whatever um so it's like you're almost reparenting yourself if that makes sense (laughs) and it's just I'm very very grateful to be in a position where I do have these relationships with these people that they are able to extend that to me and vice versa when it's needed um another thing that just popped up in my head when I was still feeling like a sack of garbage just doing um some cardio afterwards after my leg day I literally felt the entire time because my body was hanging on to how I was feeling I literally felt like I had to throw up my entire workout um So I still felt like I needed to throw up when I was just walking on the treadmill because I was like, I'm not about to try and jog and actually make myself throw up. (laughs) So I literally was just walking myself on the treadmill and I was telling myself that I was safe. I was safe. I'm fine. I will get through this. But what we don't understand is that when we do have these triggers or we have these things that are inherently leading into some sort of subconscious trauma that we're still hanging on to, is that we don't realize that our inner child is still screaming at us. Our body is still screaming at us because it's in an anxious state where we're not feeling safe. So whether that's physically, whether that's emotionally, whatever it is, we are feeling unsafe. So I had enough consciousness to be like okay i'm safe tell yourself you're fucking safe even though right now it doesn't feel like you're fucking safe you're safe you're safe you're safe You're, safe. you're safe. um so when it's like you say like oh this is a safe space it's like how are you embodying that for yourself If you're consistently in a state where you don't feel like you're safe, how are you going to make it safe for yourself? So I had to literally tell myself that I was safe. I had to work through that emotion. I had to talk through it. I had to process it. I had to sit in the uncomfortability of being uncomfortable with the fact that I was anxious and tense and felt sick and... You know, like whatever else. And then working through it, getting it out, and being able to just dance. So, as much as I love to talk about my triggers, (laughs) what I love even more is getting to the other side of it. And the more that I practice working through these triggers... Because when I was younger, I never had the ability to process and work through them. So in the last year, two years, this has been a whole new foreign land to me. Um... And whether that's like speaking my truth, sitting in the uncomfortability of figuring out what a trigger is, a lot of the time we get triggered and we're like, oh, I don't know what this is. I don't know. I don't know why I'm acting the way that I'm acting, but I just am. And this is just the way that I am, but it's not. <laughs> there is always an underlying point to why you are feeling the way that you are feeling. And if you tell yourself you don't know, you're adding to the problem. Because deep down inside your body knows. Deep down inside your subconscious knows. And you're doing yourself a disservice if you just tell yourself that I don't know. Or I can't. Not now. Then when? Like. So I'm gonna try and keep this pretty short and sweet. Um I'm just so fucking beyond grateful for my support system. And as much as it sucks, as much as it sucks to be triggered, I am grateful for my triggers as well, because it's a chance for me to grow, it's a chance for me to learn, and it's a chance for me to change. I get to choose differently. So if that isn't (laughs) uh part of the human existence i don't know what is i tell myself i am exhausted i tell myself i am tired of this but then it's like you get through it in the end and you're like okay this is getting easier this is getting easier as i work through my triggers to just deal with them quicker because I'm practicing so as much as I'm just like I want this ride to be over and I want to get off it's just the fucking struggle of the human existence as much as I have my downs and I have my lowest lows I also have some pretty fucking amazing highs and sometimes we're just neutral it's the part of impermanence So, that's it for uh, Trigger's part two. But, um, yeah. Just take a moment to be grateful for your support systems and for people who still check on you, even when you're fucking busy as fuck and don't want to talk to anyone. Because regardless of how you're feeling, what you're going through, you are important. You do matter. And even if you feel like you are so alone in something, you're not. Take some sort of comfort in knowing that there are billions of people out in the world that have or will or are currently experiencing what you are experiencing. And this does not negate and it does not lessen the way that you are feeling because your feelings are very fucking valid. They're very valid. Just know, you're not alone. You are loved. And we're here to keep fucking growing. So let's go.